Welcome to the sag After Foundation's Conversations podcast. The sag After Foundation believes that contributions made to our culture by performing arts are not only valuable, but also essential. And so we provide free programming and services like this podcast to support them. If you'd like to learn more about the sag After Foundation or access the full library of our conversations or make a donation to support this podcast, please visit sagaftra.foundation. That's www.sagaftra.foundation. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SagAfterFound. Thanks, and enjoy the conversation. So let's uh, start by talking about Truth, your latest effort. Um, what made you want to be a part of this film? Uh, it was really easy. Yeah. Uh, first, it was an amazing script, and the guy who wrote it is a great writer. James Vanderbilt was directing it. Um, second, the cast was amazing. Kate Blanchett, are you guys familiar? She's good, pretty good. Yeah. Kind of rising actress. Yeah, up do great things. Yeah. And uh, Robert Redford um, is someone who I, I liked movies when I was a kid, but then I saw all the President's Men in like 10th grade I think someone we were studying Watergate or something and yeah. the teacher showed it to us and I went oh I don't just like movies I like whatever this is you know like cinema or whatever and then I got really into the films of the 70s so then to do kind of a journalistic thriller right and know that Robert Redford was going to be in it was unbelievable so it wasn't like should I do this <laughs> it's like where do I you know sign up to right. beg how was he to work with I mean he must have had high expectations going in based on your childhood uh, adoration of him yeah, I mean, it exceeded everything. Um, what he's done for film, it's extraordinary. Uh, if you just look at, like, a couple of the movies he starred in, that's amazing. And then the movies he's directed, you know, that he hasn't even been in. Like, I mean, he won the Academy Award for the first film he directed, right. Ordinary People, right. like Quiz Show is one of my favorite films. And then if you look at what he's done in terms of Sundance... And really think of how many films wouldn't exist if Sundance didn't exist, how many great directors wouldn't have kind of found their way. So what he's done for film in the you know, kind of late 20th century, early 21st centuries, like, it would be a different landscape if not for him. So what did you learn from working with him? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, he's really humble which is crazy after everything I just said. You know, you'd think he could do whatever he wants. He could, by the way, do whatever he wants. But he's, um, I, he, he said one night, uh, one day he said, um, hey, call me Bob, because I've been calling him Mr. Redford for like a couple of days. <laughs> and uh, that alone was really cool. And then one night he said, do you want to go have dinner? And so I just sat there and I really, All the President's Men is my favorite film. Annie Hall is like a close second, but I love All the President's Men. So I, for 45 minutes, just asked him questions about all... But he's so involved with these films. I mean, he was such a big part of getting that film made. It really was indie film before there was indie film. He, uh, I don't know, it was like some kind of interactive, uh, like, software where you could ask any question about something you love, and he had the answer. It was amazing. I can't actually tell... It was so much I learned from him. Yeah. And uh, Kate Blanchett, as you mentioned, uh, also uh, not chopped liver. Yeah, it was... Um, what's just, she like? I mean, does she kind of stay in character between takes? Does she maintain the accent? Or is she able to kind of drop it and turn it on? Or Not at all. Uh, she's totally fun. It's a surprise because I think... Um, the, I guess predominantly she's known from doing Elizabeth, right? Or that was the first time we got yeah. to know her. And then we're always seeing her at the Academy Awards. So she has kind of a 
royalty air about which she should she's so talented but um personally she's really uh relaxed and and actively trying to make you relax and uh you have great uh chemistry with dennis quaid in this film too who you'd worked with before on uh, twice before yeah, yeah. traffic and, and good company yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you um does that help to have worked with somebody before to, to kind of do you have a kind of shorthand with with them or oh yeah uh well certainly the kids on 70s i worked with so much mm-hmm. uh even now, I feel like if we went in to do a scene on something, we'd immediately know how to do it. And I feel that way with Dennis, too. He was... Some of these scenes, uh, they were good, but I don't think they were meant to play. The stuff I had with him, like especially that last scene I had with him, right. yeah. uh, it was great. Uh, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, so you're playing a real person, correct? Your character? Is it, yeah. Uh, did you meet the real person you were playing? Did you want to? or I didn't want to. I was so excited to get a film where I could do a lot of research you know sometimes you're doing a fictional film and it's kind of like harder to get into um but I, on a film i did a couple of years ago uh, too big to fail mm-hmm. i had met the person i was playing and he was a great guy but it really colored my performance all of a sudden i thought should i be doing an impression of him or what i mean like mike smith the general public doesn't know uh didn't know that character very well so i thought I don't know, it really just kind of messed with my head so I thought, I want to know everything about him without meeting him. So I got to talk to Mary Mapes, who wrote the book. And Dan Rather was on set. And, uh, and the, the script itself was more research than the book. James had done his own kind of level of research. And then I kind of asked Mary, you know, am I getting kind of the essence of the character? And she was into it. And so then at the very end, I emailed him kind of apologizing that, you know, for all time, he'll be linked to the kid from that 70s show <laughs> whatever and what was his response was he uh he was really bit? nice about it but yeah. you know what can you do yeah. we already made the film so. yeah yeah did you know much about the real story i mean it's, it was interesting to, to see the film how how it played out I, I remembered some of it but not all of it i mean how much did you know and how much did you have to learn before you went into filming well it's funny i was making in good company with dennis when the story came out and i was actually i hosted snl and they did a sketch on it with daryl hammond and I think I'm like at least how most of my friends were before this film came out, which is, uh, you know, what happened there? Right. Like something happened. Yeah. What happened, Dan? Rather, it was a like no one ever told the full story. You know, it's news about news, so it's a little, uh, it's kind of weird reporting for the public. And uh, I was happy to. I think these are the kind of films. If you're going to do about something real, it should be. Uh, it shouldn't be something that we all know everything about. Uh, so. Yeah, I loved reading the book and reading the script and then being able to go out to dinner with Mary and Dan and talk about it. You know, as an actor, you get to do that. You get to go to each job and learn a little bit about something new each time. Yeah, well, Dan's a great storyteller, too, so that was fun to... Yeah, a lot of cool colloquialisms, too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's go back to the beginning of your career now. Whoa. (laughs) So I I thought this was just about true. I didn't know this was a career. Uh, My apologies. (laughs) Um, when did you know that you wanted to be an actor? Uh, it's funny. I just was on another show. I was telling you about where they just brought a tape of me in first grade playing Peter Pan. I mean, it was really embarrassing. I'm like, I got a crow. And I, it's not like what I'm going for now. But uh, they showed it on the show. I was just, I guess they went and interviewed uh, my first grade teachers. And I mean, it was really cool to see. So I loved acting in like high school plays all the way up through high school. 
but I honestly didn't think it was something you could do with your life or I didn't know how to do it. Um, so I stopped acting in college and, uh, and you know what, I, there were a couple of plays I wasn't even really that good in. Uh, but w- w- one play in high school, in this boarding school I went to, uh, the girl who did the sets, her parents were big time producers. They'd been head writers on SNL and they wrote like Tommy Boy and, uh, Wayne's World. And they came up to me after the play. I, I guess they liked it. It was a weird play. I mean, we, we changed a lot about it. So maybe they like kind of the originality but, uh, what was the play? It was a funny thing happened away at the forum, which oh, okay. is a great play, right? Yeah. But we were just, I don't know, the drama teacher didn't show up that much, to be honest. So we kind of <laughs> changed whatever we wanted. And, and I think they just thought, oh, this is weird. You know, this is not like a normal high school play. And so they said, when you're in Hollywood next year, because I was going to USC, they said, can we call you? And I didn't, I, mean, I didn't know what they meant. So I said, oh, yeah, babe, like Hollywood. <laughs> Let's do lunch. <laughs> And then they did call me and, and, uh, you know, it was a crazy experience cause I didn't really, you know, to be honest, I didn't have access to programs like this or I hadn't really ever heard, you know, I didn't even have YouTube, you know, so you couldn't see interviews with actors unless you kind of happened upon them. Yeah. So that would have been body and Terry Turner, who right. were the creators of that 70s show <laughs> and cast you in the lead role, Eric Foreman, uh, with no real professional Acting experience. Yeah. How did that feel? I mean, was that a lot of so I can't, This is the worst part of the SAG Q&A, right? Sorry. Like, <laughs> I've worked really hard uh, to try to make up for... Every one of my friends who's an actor is like... Jeez, you know. Well, I mean, I was saying, I met you when you were first uh, doing press for That 70s Show, and all you guys were like babes in the woods. I mean, you were really... The difference being like... Ashton and Laura were like models. Like they were successful models <laughs> at the true. time. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, how did you get the role? <laughs> like, how did this happen for you? <laughs> like, I don't know. Someone saw me uh, in a play or something. But it was that first year was my learning trajectory was like inverted. I mean, I have never, never again will life be that, uh, like everything will be that new. Because it wasn't just, I mean, I remember doing the first scene in the pilot. And the director came up and said, like, you know, good. Like, that's, I mean, good. I was probably terrible, but he was just trying to give me positive feedback. He was good, good. Here's the thing. You didn't face any of the cameras. <laughs> so I said, okay, just you got to turn out this way. You know, like, it was that bad at the beginning. And, uh, and then every, you know, the good thing about whenever I meet an actor, a young actor who's on a sitcom, uh, who says, like, I can't wait to get off a sitcom. Maybe they say that to me because I've been in some films. You know, I can't wait to get off a sitcom and get into some films. And I think they're just idiots because it's the greatest training ground you can have. There's live audience reaction like this, and then there's also a filmic element. Mm-hmm. And when you suck, which you do at the beginning, you can come back the next week and try again. And, you know, it's kind of a batting average. There's no specific episode that has to be great. And, you know, after a while, especially that show because uh, – I was learning with a bunch of other kids. So it was like some great kind of boot camp slash graduate school program. And you keep in touch with those guys, right? I mean, you feel yeah. like you kind of went to college with them or something, right? I mean, you... Yeah. The, gra- the greatest thing about that show is that they're all doing great. Yeah. Like, I mean, legitimately, like, Wilmer has two shows on TV right now, and Laura's on Orange is the New Black. And, and she's, like, doing great work on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. 
and uh, Ashton. What Ashton, yeah, did he? Yeah. Mountain. No, Ashton and, and Danny are doing a show yeah. together. That's right. uh, doing a four camera. It's gonna be on Netflix, and uh, and Mila's. Uh, I mean, like Black Swan. Yeah. Like, I've seen Black Swan on the theater, but I to, honestly, with all those kids, I was never surprised because you could see it. They were all. Um, it was just a special group. Yeah. And we all kind of learned from each other too. Yeah. Which is cool. We also had some great older actors in the cast too. Kurt yes, Kurtzman, Deborah, Deborah Joe Rupp, and Tommy yeah. Chong, and. Tommy Chong's, yes, he's like a genius in terms of comic timing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did that help you? I mean, were, were they kind of parental type figures to you in any way? I would say for the first season, all the kids were leaning really heavily on the adult characters. I mean, I also remember like Kurt would like teaching us how to shave at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's for real. It's like, no, no, you, you get out of the shower and your whiskers are, you know, like you can get them back. <laughs> So it was like, it was also to have kind of a homey uh, vibe, you know, like, and then when you, you know, like uh, when I went to do my first film, it was very different and very challenging. And then you could come back after that summer and, and be on the show. And so whenever someone slams being on a sitcom, I think, oh, that's, that's terrible. Like what a great opportunity. Yeah. Well, it was also a show, obviously, set in the 70s, as the title implies. Um, and you were born in 1978, so you don't really remember the 70s, per se, right? No, I, a lot of it felt like, when we were doing it, that it was... Uh, like, like, the costumes and the setting took care of that. Mm-hmm. And what I love, and what I tell actors, especially young actors, when they're saying, like, uh, you know, I wanna, how do I get an agent, or how do I get... The, you know, live life. Because, like, really, what I found after we got better at doing it, that it was really like things I wanted to say about high school. I'd just come out of high school. So, and a lot of the times we were going through the same things kind of the characters were going through. So, uh, it's, you know, good to have some stuff to say. Yeah. You also had some amazing guest stars come through that show too. I mean, yeah. did you, uh, what was it like to, you know, show up at work and then Betty White is there, <laughs> you know, these like sitcoms. Betty White played my grandmother. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, she was, she who uh it was Tom Poston was my grandfather, I think. Like those two together. Betty I, I noticed this sometimes with like really, really great actors who had been on multiple great sitcoms who were kind of come guest starring on our show, is that they'd be like you go like, are they are they even into this? Like they seem like kind of they're walking through their paces during the week. And what I realized is they were smart enough. Something that's interesting about sitcom is mon- you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday rehearsal so you do not want to I, at the beginning I would show up Monday like I'm ready to shoot this and then you gotta you gotta kind of hold on to that performance and you wind up losing it kind of by Friday so those guys would kind of be like ah you know they'd be so easy going about it and then Friday night they would I mean especially Betty she would just slay yeah yeah she's amazing she's oh, she'd murder out there yeah, yeah she's great yeah um, the sort of the trademark scenes of that 70s show were where you were sitting in the circle and the, the camera would kind of whip around and the conceit was that you were partaking of uh, illegal substances. But uh, what was it like shooting those scenes? I and mean, was that, uh, were they able to cut between the takes or did you have to get it right the first uh, time? I think they might have wound up hitting, uh, hiding edits in there. Yeah. But uh, sometimes we'd get it all the way through. I mean, we'd shoot it all the way through every time. Yeah. What was funny is in the pilot you guys wouldn't even there's like a young crowd you'd never know like in 1998 uh that was like really taboo like now it's like legal in california <laughs> like, but uh but at the time we had we had to cut a little bit out of the pilot yeah of us wafting smoke out the door or something but uh I remember thinking that was a real 
that was a smart idea to put something that was just edgy enough right, right. in the pilot that people kind of, I don't think it was really about that mm-hmm. as the show went on, but yeah. So was that what you got your SAG card for that 70 show or do you remember Is that what I got a your SAG card? I, oh my God. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I remember that feeling like, you know, I'm an actor like officially check this out. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, so when did you feel like you had made it as an actor? I mean, was it, uh, I'm still waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe when the show got picked up or something, because mm-hmm. I thought really that first season, it was not a very popular show. And uh, we were on after The Simpsons and before The X-Files, and we were the bad part of that sandwich, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, then, and then when it started kind of picking up, I felt like, okay, we'll be, we got like a two-season pickup or something. So mm-hmm. that was great. And then, and then, yeah, I don't think there ever really is a time where you go like, got it. Yeah. 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 Um, you did leave the show before the last season, though, and then you came back for the, the last episode. What was that like, having been away and then coming back for the, the finale? Um, well, I was filming Spider-Man 3, and I had this weird reaction, which was because I was like kind of guest starring on another thing where they had set up a show. Mm-hmm. And they'd done episode one and two. And then I went back and I, it was, it was sad, but I thought, I'll see all these people again. Like, you know, you're trying to convince yourself not to be that sad. You know, I'll, I'll see them all again. Um, and I, and I was sad. I put on like a Coldplay song on the way home. It was like getting sad. Kind of. <laughs> but like, it wasn't really that sad. I went, saw everyone for dinner after that. Uh, and then I watched the, and then I'd be on the Spider-Man set and I, it was weird. It was like, oh man, I'm in the. Like I, it's like someone opened up a portal and I'm in the, you know, I was at the Daily Bugle and like, there's Tobey Maguire, you know, here's Peter Parker. It was like unbelievable. It's like, oh, I'm in this uh, imaginary world. And then uh, I watched the finale of 70s show and I got so sad. It like really all hit me. Yeah. And I realized like, oh, I'm never going to see those characters again. And then I, I thought, oh, and this is, you know, like I'm in now another uh, world, you know, which is the Spider-Man yeah. uh, portal or something. But, you know, that'll close at some point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you started making movies before you left the show, though. Your first film was Traffic, correct? That's right. Pretty good way to start. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you had been a fan of Steven Soderbergh's prior to that as well, yep. right? Big time, yeah. So uh, how did you go about landing that role? It was a very different kind of part than what we were used to seeing you playing on TV. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a, a tough audition, and I think he, he hadn't seen that 70s show, so he had no idea, which I think that would have hurt me because uh, it was just so different. And I, and I do remember once Traffic came out, being at the Golden Globes with Erica Christensen, who was, who was terrific as uh, the girl in Traffic, who I kind of get hooked on smack, and she, everyone was coming up to her like, oh, my God, Traffic, amazing. And, and no one was talking. I, I don't think they knew I was the dude. <laughs> I, I had to grow my hair back out, yeah. like the 70s. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, this is terrible. I should have done like a comedy or something that, you know, was more like 70s. And then later I started to realize, oh, this is, for me, my agents hate this because, you know, it's more lucrative to play the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But uh, to me, playing something different every time is... Like I played a total bad guy before this character mm-hmm. and I play kind of not a great guy in the movie I'm doing right now, which is after this. And, uh, to me, variety is the spice. I, everyone's different, but 
I need to like change it up all the time. That was the beginning of me kind of figuring out, oh, that really keeps it alive for me. Yeah. Did you do any research to play a heroin addict? I did. I think I don't think he was a heroin addict. I think he was a methadone addict. Oh, okay. But uh, but sure, I did tons of heroin. You know, that's just <laughs> part of it. No, I I yeah, that was the beginning of me. I was really scared about doing research, and um, I'm I'm sure you guys all have your own uh, stories about researching roles, but that was also a scary thing to research to you know to go to a methadone clinic and meet people and um, and what that did for me was once I was on set and using all that, I thought, Oh, this is great. And so now when I get a role like this and I, I didn't know that much about what happened with Dan rather. And honestly, I don't know that much about being a journalist. I look at it as more of an, you know, like I'm going to be a private investigator and, you know, really get into this was, this is my thing for the next four months. Yeah. Yeah. And how was Michael Douglas? I mean, he had to kind of uh, rough you up a bit in the film as I recall. Yeah. My first day was with him and he was yelling at me in the scene (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) It's so funny. It's just, it's whatever you just saw in that clip yeah. with Robert Redford. I, I couldn't believe I was even meeting Michael Douglas. And, uh, and that first day, I, you know, I have to like yell at him actually. And then uh, I think they, oh, uh, Steven Soderbergh said, why don't you yell back at Topher? But without telling me. So there, and it's not used in the movie, but he yelled, but I think my reaction to it is used. Yeah. So we like lost it on me and I made some weird face. And then that face is like what he used. But it was... <laughs> It was great. It was, I'd never shot a scene outdoors before. So I'd done two seasons of 70s show, but I'd never uh, done anything like a movie. So I'm still sad it was with Steven Soderbergh because you go, man, you want to work with him when you've had some experience, but also it's such a great way to kind of, you know, lose your virginity too. Yeah. Well, you, you uh, have worked with him a couple times since then, the Ocean's Eleven and That's Ocean's right, Twelve. Yeah. Uh, so what is his style like on the set? I mean, he seems like such a cerebral guy. I mean, is he uh, to take a very intellectual approach to Steven? To yeah. Uh, you know, the greatest thing about Steven is he comes from, look, there are many great things, but he comes from documentary filmmaking. So he, uh, it just wants to capture it. I think he really believes in the casting process. And then I remember because it was my first day shooting a scene, he didn't say anything to me. And I kind of thought, I think I went up to him and I said, like, Steven, should I, um, how do you want me to do it? And he was like, Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay. And then I realized what a gift that was to. He also, you, you understand, he's filming it. Like he's got the camera on his shoulder. And so he'll kind of move the camera and he'll jump cut in his scene so he can just move the camera and say, hey man, actually do it this way. And it's amazing to have the director write. I mean, it's a really intimate, cool experience. Yeah. And you play a version of yourself in the Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12. Well, movies. I don't think so. I mean, it's like the worst possible version. The worst of myself, possible yeah. version of yourself. Uh, what went into your decision to, to do that? I mean, were you concerned that people were going to think this was, really, this was really how you are? I had the opposite concern, which was because I, I guess they were doing post on traffic, and Steven said, Hey, why don't you come do this thing in Ocean's? It's funny, I, I'm doing a movie right now with Brad Pitt. So yeah. we were talking about this the other day where I, I showed up and I thought, uh, you know, I don't, I, if you're playing yourself and you're playing yourself like a good person, you must be a jerk, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you're playing yourself like the most wonderful guy, true. people are like, what is he hiding? But I thought like, maybe if I go opposite, it'll be like really funny. So I yeah. thought, uh, but they had these other actors in the scene who I'm not sure got that memo. So like, I, I remember I grew up, I grew out my beard all summer. Cause I always thought all these young actors always had like weird patchy facial hair. Like I'm so real, you know, I got like <laughs> a beard and, uh, and then 
I was I, I was looking around at all of them. And I was like, oh, we all did it. Like we all okay, we're all on the same page. And they started shaving their beards. And I was like, oh, I'm actually gonna play you. <laughs> like before we started the scene, you know. Right, right, right. But then it was cool. He let us just kind of improv, and uh, a lot of those jokes came out. I just like, and it was great. You know, it's like Clooney and, and right. Brad Pitt. And right, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've worked with some amazing people. Uh, I mean, again, early films for you. Uh, Mona Lisa Smile, working with Julia Roberts. You had to take dance lessons with Julia Roberts. Yeah? How was that? That was terrifying. I remember Stan, <laughs> I stepped on her toes once, and uh, she was like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> like hurt. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, Julia Roberts. <laughs> but uh, she, was, she was really nice about it. I, I did, like... Uh, it's interesting working with people like that at that when you're young and you, you've just come out of kind of like idol worshiping people in your teens and now you're like hanging out with them. It's weird. And that was another period piece. That was the 50s. Right. Do you like doing movies like that where you kind of get into the era and yeah. costume and hair? And I like stuff? it more than doing uh, modern day stuff. Right? Uh, what do you like about it? I think it helps acting, right? Like the more you have, uh, like in this, I, no one ever saw it, but I wore boots, but I always had my shoes untied. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it helped the character. Who knows? But like <laughs> I, I walk different and, you know, he's a pretty grungy guy. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, you worked with Laura Linney on PS. Yep. She's amazing. Love scenes with her, I think. She took my screen virginity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first of all, she's amazing. So I'm, I'm jealous. She's an amazing that, actress. But, yeah. Uh, what was it like shooting your first love scene? Well, <laughs> man, she was... Uh, she'd been acting longer than I had and I think she'd had more of those done more of those scenes than I had for sure god I must have been 23 or something but I went to her trailer and knocked on her door and was like hey uh Laura can I touch your like breasts (laughs) (laughs) it's so awkward and she was so great about it. She was like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, come on. Like, let's. <laughs> but hey, somehow that, that is what the scene is about, too, kind of a little bit. Yeah, right, right. Um, and then uh, we mentioned earlier In Good Company, which is a, a great film with Thanks. you and Dennis Quaid. Uh, your character could have been very unsympathetic. He's this younger guy who comes in and kind of, uh, you know, a bit of a jerk. But uh, how do you kind of ride that line when you're playing a character like that who you know, could be unappealing, but at the same time is one of the lead characters and you have to have some level of, of sympathy or empathy for him. You know, I swear to you, I've never thought about that. And I think it's led to some performances I do uh, aren't sympathetic. But I believe if you read the script and it speaks to you and you think it's good and, and you trust the director, I mean, Paul Weitz is a yeah. great director and a great writer. I think you you just got to kind of do what you think is right. And and sometimes it tips over into you being a bad guy and that's cool too. Yeah. Uh, I really never thought about it, yeah. but I did, I did have sympathy for the character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you had another, uh, nice love interest in that film, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, she was kind of up and coming at the time. Not bad, you know, not bad day at work. I would think she's great. She, you know, gosh, she was 19 when we shot that film and uh, she had just been nominated for like I was meeting with her because she was going to do it but she was coming off two Golden Globe nominations mm-hmm. the same year and I was like I think I was five years older six years older than her so, and I, I I remember I was so intimidated but she was 19 you know <laughs> it's crazy but uh, she was she's just a great 
you know, you know, she's like a great comedian. She should do more comedy. Like she was really funny and in a very quiet, like cool way. I really, uh, both her and Dennis, it was like a very nice, easy chemistry with all of us. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned Spider-Man 3. That was a, a mm-hmm. big film, obviously. I mean, when you work on a big special effects-driven, you know, action superhero blockbuster like that, does it feel like a completely different kind of job than any other kind of acting? Or is it just a matter of skill? You know, it did. On that one, I don't know how other ones are because I certainly haven't been it. No, I guess I was in Interstellar for a little bit. But uh, that felt much more personal. I, At least the way Chris Nolan's... Um, figured it out it's it's a very it feels like a very small mm-hmm. indie film uh he's got a lot of uh kind of tricks to make it feel like even though you're filming on like imax or whatever mm-hmm. uh but he puts you in a place that it really felt like it was kind of an indie film um on spider-man 3 that was you know uh they'd already had two hits and they say you know success has many fathers and there were uh a lot of people interested in the in how that film did for good reason. You know, you know what I mean? It like, uh, it really is a big thing to like Sony that year or whatever. So, uh, I, I never got to really like, I, perhaps Toby and Sam on the first movie really got to, uh, kind of explore and find what that was. But I, I realized as I arrived, like, Oh, I was kind of guest starring in like the third one. Mm-hmm. You know? But you were a fan of the, the comic books and the characters. Oh, comic, and I loved the first two. I was yeah. so happy to be cast in it. Yeah. Um, and I loved working with Sam and Thomas Hayden Church and Toby and Kirsten. I mean, they were great. It's a great cast of actors. Uh, it's it's just, it's uh, it's like I was saying to someone earlier. It's like uh, they're running a small country or something. I mean, it's so so much is going, and they're spending like what a small country would spend right in a year. You know, so it was just it was so huge, and and I was just a little part of it. You know. Um, but uh, in doing that film, though, um, you had to do a lot of physical preparation. I mean, you weren't known for action movies, and was it hard to convince them that you were? Uh, yeah, up for I mean, that they, kind of thing? they had the thing down, and I, and I went into training, and uh, that was the first time I didn't even see if it was possible to gain weight. I'm like, <laughs> it's like hard for me, but uh, but I went into the gym and did it, and you know. And it was, I think I, I think I was up like 30 pounds or something at the end. And, uh, it was, it was, it, that stuff's fun. I mean, to me, you know, yeah. I grew up loving movies like these big blockbuster movies in the eighties. So, uh, and it's a cool kind of acting exercise too. Sometimes when you're behind all green screen. Yeah. Remember one time they said, now someone's throwing a bus at you, catch the bus. <laughs> I said, just so real quick, like, how do I catch it? Like, is it like over here? Like, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. You know, so it's total imagination. Right, right. And you also made Predators around that time, too. And was that kind of a little... That, that was a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you like doing the action kind of sci-fi genre stuff as well? No, I like it all. Yeah? I really do. And I, like I said, it's, it's not something that's popular with my agents because it's better if you kind of find one thing and repeat that and then you get known as that commodity and... and I, but I have known actors who do that who are really bored with acting, which is to me so sad because there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities with acting. Uh, you can go to so many different places. I mean, literally, you know, physically, and then you can go to different places in your mind. And I, uh, so, you know, and that's one of the great things about starting on a sitcom is, you know, you make some money. Yeah. So uh, I always thought it would be, uh, 
but the, the people who think I'm a jerk that I tried out for one thing and got it, I, I <laughs> hope that they know that, you know, like I'm not making as much as I can now because I want to, you know, like uh, I want everything to be something new and I'm learning something new. It keeps me always like really like I love it. I love it more now than I ever have. Yeah. Well, you really have mixed it up. I mean, especially in recent years because um, you also did Valentine's Day, which is a big sure. star driven rom-com. Did you uh, cross paths with Julia Roberts on that again or were you not really in the I same? did. Yeah, I stepped on one of her toes right away. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> did you feel like you were in a different place? I mean, meeting I up with her again? I did. I mean, you know, she was in the Ocean's Eleven movies yeah, that I yeah. was in, so I'd seen her a little bit. She's so wonderful. Uh, you realize all these people that you meet that are like the CEOs of acting, you know, like <laughs> Brad and, and Julia and uh, uh, George Clooney. And, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I mean, I'm not just them, you know, like I've worked with a lot of great people like Dennis Quaid is like that. Like they, no one has time for BS. Like they're, they're all, they're too busy making great art, you know, and making and working really, really hard, and then also promoting stuff so that it gets seen. So it's usually I always find actors that I don't respect as much cause the most problems. Yeah, yeah, are the biggest jerks. Yeah. And you've also gotten involved behind the scenes as well. Um, I want to ask about Take Me Home Tonight, which I really enjoyed, a film oh, that thanks. you uh, co-wrote the script for. I, I, I have a story by credit. I wasn't a co-writer. Well, all right. Uh, and the, the writers were people you'd work with on that 70s show, That's right? right, Jeff yeah. and Jackie Filgo. That's right, yeah. Um, and that was set in the 80s, kind of mm-hmm. a, in, in a way. Uh, what was your inspiration to kind of get involved in the, on that level, particularly in that film? Well, I have the same way I'm kind of, I like to float around in acting. Like I have no design on having a production company or, uh, I, I marvel at people who can do that just cause the industry is so fickle and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard enough to act well in something, I think, but mm-hmm. to then design a whole thing. But I, I had an idea with some writers that I really respected and I really enjoyed doing it. And, and you know, was the best part was casting. So like being on the other side of like in a casting room <laughs> and no, and, and I read with every single actor, like, you know, when you go in there and someone's like, and then one time someone said like, yeah, I think we've seen enough. And I was like, no, he's going to do it to the end. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Cause I remember thinking, you know, getting sent out of the room before I was done or whatever. And I, and I just had it on another, I did a film called uh, opening night that we're just in post on now. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing where I met a director I really liked, and he had a great idea. We found some writers, and so if something comes together, I'm happy to, you know, champion it like that. We've also been mixing it up with movies and TV too. I mean, you did Too Big to Fail, as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, you were on the Muppets. That's right. Yeah, and the thing I'm doing right now is, even though it's with Brad Pitt, it's on. Right. It's going it's to Netflix. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it all just the same to you at this point? Is it all just good work? It doesn't matter if it's what size screen it's going to debut on. To me, it's really about director. Mm-hmm. So this is David Mashad. This mm-hmm. is what I'm doing now called War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. He did uh, Animal Kingdom. If you guys seen it in Rover. Right. And I don't care if he's making a... I, I did a thing with Drake Doremus a couple of years ago that was only on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite things I've been a part of. Yeah. Uh, I don't care where it is now. I really want to work with the with directors I respect. Yeah. Well, you've also worked with some legendary actors in recent years, too. I wanted to ask you about... Uh, the Big Wedding, you worked with De Niro and Diane Keaton. You mentioned Annie right. Hall, one of your favorite right. films. What was it like to be with Annie Hall then? Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, Also, they had been in like 
I think they said on the first day, she's like, I haven't seen you since the Godfather 2 rap party. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, here we go. I was like, Robin Williams was in it and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. It was a pretty heady, uh, like kind of when we broke for lunch and we all sat around eating, I was sitting there. Uh, it's great. Every project is an opportunity. I mean, I sound like a Boy Scout or something, but every opportunity, you know, you really get to learn something every time. And, you know, once in a while, the best part I think about working with people like that is once in a while they like just drop the biggest piece of knowledge on you and not even know it. You know, they'll just say, oh, yeah, that's funny. When we made Reds, uh, we did the little, <laughs> you're going like, whoa, what? Like, and, you know, I, I really, I said this in another interview and there was an audience and everyone kind of went like, oh, I said, like, I only want to work with people better than me. Like, I want to be like the worst person on set. <laughs> and I didn't mean it in some self-effacing way. I, yeah. I really like if when you are in movies like this, like truth, you're I mean, look, you won't be like them, but maybe a little bit of them will kind of through osmosis, like yeah. rub off on you. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what was the experience like with Richard Gere on the double? Because you're really. Uh, oh, kind of same thing. Yeah. yeah. He's he's. Uh, He's such a great actor and such a wonderful guy. And, you know, and we really got a lot of stuff to do together in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think somebody also asked about The Calling, which you made again with Susan Sarandon yeah. and Ellen Burstyn. I mean, this, these are like... There was a day where I was with Ellen and Susan. Yeah. And I was like, remember that song on Schoolhouse Rock? It's like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the movies you have coming up sound great, too. I mean, uh, opening night is a, kind of a musical. Is that right? It's a musical, but it's like a hard R. I've never seen anything like it. Like, yeah. it's really cool. And Isaac Rentz directed it. He's like a big music video director. And uh, it is uh, really cool. It takes place here in New York. And uh, it was just a black. Tay Diggs. It's a lot of people like uh, Anne Hayes in it. And Rob Riggle's really funny in it. But Tay Diggs gives this performance that is like next level. He's really great. That's great. Do you sing in it? Uh very little. Yeah. I'm uh, the least of anyone. Yeah. To take you back to a funny thing happened on the way of the forum days. Well, let me answer you with a song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then uh, War Machine, which we've mentioned, is the Brad Pitt film uh, that you're making uh, for Amazon. Um, it's a political satire, correct? Yeah. It's a little Dr. Strangelove-ish. Uh, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm in love with it. And I'm really in love with David Mashad, this director, who's yeah. just fantastic we i literally i'm here for only five days i was in like a black hawk helicopter like four days ago over abu dhabi this it's cool it's a really cool film and brad has a performance in it that is like really next level he's amazing in it so what is it like shooting in a place like abu dhabi i mean is it completely disorienting to be coming back and forth between new york and yes <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm in fatigues. It's the first time I've ever done a full. This is why my haircut is so terrible, by the way. I apologize. <laughs> it's like kind of they shave the size of it. Um, but uh, the cast is unbelievable. Like besides Brad, um, it's Sir Ben Kingsley. And uh, and every young actor in it is it's like um, Without going through everyone's names, it's like the young guy from Brooklyn, the young guy from mm -hmm. Carol, the young guy from Dope, the young guy from The Revenant, the young guy from Truth, whatever. Yeah. The, the semi-young guy from Truth. <laughs> so do you feel like you're in a position now where you can give advice to, to people like that? I mean, that you've been around long enough that you have some <laughs> wisdom to share? 
Not really. Uh, <laughs> more about, I just got engaged. So more uh, like dating. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> more about uh, like some of these kids are younger. So I'm like, don't worry. Like, you, you know, you're allowed to have fun, but you know, you got to shape up at some point. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of advice. You know? Yeah. Well, you were saying backstage though, you were lucky that you, that we didn't really have quite the same level of internet scrutiny when you were in your twenties and yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to be careful these days. Yes. Everyone has a cell phone and, you know. Everyone has a cell phone and the things I was doing back then. <laughs> um, so you mentioned auditioning uh, with Take Me Home Tonight. I mean, do you mind auditioning? Do you like auditioning in any way? What's the... the you know, I auditioned for this. Did you? I not only auditioned, there was an auditioning. They weren't seeing anyone. I, I think they wanted someone uh, much more famous than me for the role. And I knew I wasn't going to get it. I mean, I read the script and I went, oh, this is too good. You know, it's like, this is the script you get sent from your agents that you don't get. You know, it's like Kate Blanchett and Robert Redford. And like I said, it had a political kind of journalist thriller vibe. And I, this is my favorite kind of movie. So um, I, I said, what can, what can I do? And my agent said, literally nothing. And uh, except if you want to make a tape. Uh, there weren't even sides for it. So I just kind of flipped through the script and found the scene at the end what what would have been the hardest scene I go well whatever the word the scene is they think I can't handle or whatever so I uh made a uh, I mean I first I had to get off book which took me a couple days because it's a long scene this is the meltdown kind of when yeah. you get fired and, and then I, my poor fiance my aforementioned uh, <laughs> fiance was sitting behind the camera I'm yelling at her it's like I was crying at one point I mean it was like <laughs> embarrassing and you know, the beautiful thing about Vimeo is, you know, it got in front of the director like a day later and then I was headed to Australia. Uh, and I, and I don't know if I would have done that at some points in my career, but, uh, that is something I would say to someone who's younger or a younger version of me in the industry is like, you know, ego's the killer. You know, you just, uh, I mean, if I got to I'm going to do it on set anyway, you know? Right. Right, right. Might as well show I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to look at your IMDb page, it seems like you've worked nonstop you know, since you were cast in that 70s show. But I'm, I'm sure there must have been a few slow periods in there. I mean, how do you deal with it when you are in between gigs? I mean, do you just kind of have faith that something's going to come along? Or You know, there was a time where I, where I just uh, took some time off because it was, to be honest, this stuff, actually the promoting of the thing was even like uh, more new to me and kind of weirder than... Uh, than acting. Um, and I, you know what? To be honest, I came here to New York and I lived in New York for a little while and it was the greatest thing to just watch theater and, uh, and have some like kind of real life experiences. Um, and then now, uh, th- that's why sometimes I produce and certainly I've worked on things that then don't get produced. You know, they don't make it all the way there. Uh, I, I did uh, the couple scenes I had in Interstellar I did with Jessica Chastain and she hit it a little bit later. I, I mean, she was even telling me at some points, this isn't like I'm telling tales out of school. I think she's talked about this in yeah. interviews. Yeah. She like wouldn't get pilots like for like bad shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jessica Chastain. Right. Like couldn't get, you know, she's such an amazing actress. And I think she told me she was adapting Hamlet in her free time, which, which is such a great idea. You know what I mean? She just had an idea mm-hmm. and she wouldn't let people tell her that she couldn't work. And then eventually it bled into uh, work she was getting paid for. Right, right. 
Uh, so you mentioned you look for uh, directors first in terms of choosing projects. What do you look for in a director? What's what's the most important element? That, that he wants me to be in the <laughs> film. No, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I used to think it was more the script, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd read a script and it'd be great, and then I would think, all right, the director's good, and now I think it's it's more the director. I think that's really the lens. I mean, that's the, the person who's telling you the story. Having now worked with great directors, I go, oh, it's really, it's more the director than anything. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, like when I did Valentine's Day, I thought. This guy's one of the greatest rom-com directors of all time. Gary Marshall, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it's easy. When it's someone like Chris Nolan, you go, like, just to be on set with him for a couple weeks is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a performance or an actor that you've worked with who's been particularly inspirational to you that really kind of transformed oh. you afterwards? I would say Dennis in the experience we had doing In Good Company. I met him a little bit during Traffic. Mm-hmm. But then to work with, I mean, I'd worked with like Julie Roberts or uh, Brad Pitt or, you know, the people that were intimidating. And Dennis was certainly really intimidating. I think I was only 25 when I, when I got that film. And uh, something about re- going beyond the formality of knowing, you know, shooting a couple weeks with someone and really spending months with them and finding the characters. And, um, and then, yeah, when we were doing these scenes it was so easy uh so yeah i would say working with him yeah that last scene you have together in truth is really great when he's saying goodbye to you and you just feel like the history you know of these yeah and it's real we were hanging out on set and you know it was the same thing at the airport after that it's like goodbye man (laughs) i just love working with him so much yeah what about other actors that you watched growing up or you know or actors from earlier eras are there ones that particularly Influenced you, or have you? Oh, oh, you mean ones I haven't worked with? I yeah. see. Sorry. I no, I'm not, this is a follow-up question. Uh, Jimmy Stewart to me is it. Like yeah. when I saw It's a Wonderful Life, I thought that's everything. Like that's everything in that performance. It's it's like George Gibbs, and it's also like um, I heard that he he'd come back from war when he did that. Yeah. So it was like Jimmy Stewart. But with this new kind of edge, mm-hmm. you know, but the beginning is like Jimmy Stewart that you knew from like Philadelphia story. And the end is like this new Jimmy Stewart. Right. I think that performance. And I don't think he's trying to be likable at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he really, I mean, especially then, I mean, the film flopped, I think, actually. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that, oh, my God, that performance in that movie. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten from another actor? You know, I, usually it's not. Someone saying like, you know, kid, you know, dress your best or whatever the, you know, <laughs> like, uh, or whatever the thing. I think it's like uh, um, watching people. Like, I'll give you the first thing I remember going. That's a great actor who just told me a great thing. Mm-hmm. Was on traffic. Steven Soderbergh came up to give me a piece of direction, which is rare because he kind of really, like I was saying, let people do their thing, and. It wasn't an insult that he was giving a direction, but it was, you know, you don't want that guy coming up to you giving you too many directions because that's not his jam. And uh, Michael Douglas just kind of meandered away. And I thought, I don't know, I mean, he's like the star kind of of the film. Wouldn't you think he'd want to at least hear it and then maybe weigh in? And I realized, oh, what a great thing to say. Oh, that's your time alone with the director. You're creating your... So a lot of it has been kind of watching and so all the way up through this film, you know, I would see even now watching Brad Pitt do his thing. 
it's such an interesting character he's playing and watching him kind of attack this character. Uh, yeah, you should always, you know, wouldn't that be terrible if you were like, like the oldest, best person? <laughs> What's like, well, would, eventually, probably not, not the best, but I might be the <laughs> oldest. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, we do have a lot of young actors in the audience here. I mean, what's the best piece of advice you can give from your experience about uh, how to handle yourself? Uh, don't take it from me. What do I know? But I would say I'm a firm believer in really living your life and really having something to say once you get there. Some, it's easy to be so ambitious about, about acting because it's such a great job to have. But uh, I know people who have been very ambitious, gotten there, and then they kind of don't have anything to say. Uh, so that's something you can do before you become an actor and something while you're an actor you can say you know, what kind of actor do I want to be what do I want to be known for yeah. uh, we have some questions from the audience I'm going to oh, run sweet. through here um, the first question is uh, many established actors do low budget indie films what advice can you give indie filmmakers about approaching such an actor for a project uh, what do you like to see and what is a red flag in terms of a, Re repeat a, just a, low budget, a low budget indie film um what kind of advice would you give about approaching an actor, a well-known actor like yourself, for a, a, a small budget of film? Raise your hand. Who asked that? All right. Good. Good question. First step, you did it. Pitch me right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I heard Dylan Kidd, who I worked with in um, P.S., which is that Laura Linney film. Yeah. Uh, I think went up to Campbell Scott in a. Uh, who, this is this is, says more about Campbell Scott and how awesome he is, but he he showed him Roger Dodger, which is a great film, and said, you know, like, hey, I have a script. Would you read it, sir? And it, Campbell said, like, I'll read it, but is this good? <laughs> he said, yes. And he, but I I thought that was such a good question. Like, uh, but yeah, I don't think there are any rules. I think like, I mean, it's the wild west. I mean. Hollywood. It's always kind of been like that. But I, I think the weird thing about Hollywood is it always looks official. Like even now, like this looks official. Like we're <laughs> a bit, but there's no rules. So uh, I, I, you know, whatever the way, I mean, I've certainly seen people miss, you know, go up to someone and say, are you ready? Okay. It's a dark night. You know, and they start pitching the, the <laughs> film, you know, a shot rings out. And you're standing there in the rain. The guy's like, all right, goodbye. But, but I do think, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Dylan in that uh, instance was very respectful, and I think he'd seen Campbell in there a couple times, and and uh, I mean, everyone's looking to do great stuff. I don't think there are any rules. Yeah. You know what? With the internet, there's kind of no excuse, you know, because people, you can, you know, I have a better camera on my phone now than, you know, right. so there's lots of different ways to get your ideas out there. Kinda. Right, right. Uh, I think you might have kind of answered this earlier, but what advice would you give your younger self to do differently the second time around? Um, I would say, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's there's no rules. Like for this, I think a couple of years ago, I might've said, I don't know, should I make a tape? I mean, they don't even want me for that role. Mm -hmm. And now I think like, well, how can they know what they want? They, if they don't think I can do it, like it's on me to show it to them. So that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there a eureka moment for you when you said to yourself, aha, I have to help produce my own projects? No, and I th the kind of producer I am is not uh, like us, you know, super in control. Like I just love what I love is getting someone who's talented, a director or a writer, and saying, "All right, this isn't this maybe uh, these are smaller films, but it wouldn't make it over the into the end zone 
if I didn't help, you know, so like that feels good, you know, like mm-hmm. it was on the one yard line, but you got to, by attaching yourself or being a part of it, you got to make it real. Right. Right. Uh, if you could be cast as a superhero or villain again, who would it be and why? Uh, whew, yeah, pass. I, no, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, I, we would definitely be more in villain territory. Yeah. It's more fun. Yeah. I yeah. just did this movie, American ultra and, there was nothing redeemable about the, the character. I've never done that. You know, where there's literally nothing likable about the character. Yeah. And Max Landis wrote this great script, and he's just a jerk, this guy. And I just had so much fun. Why is it more fun? People always say that it's more fun to play villains. Is it just you get to release? I think when your you're the protagonist, side? you're an avatar for the audience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how many times have you been watching a film, and the lead character does something, and you're like, ah, you know, I wouldn't do that. Like, that doesn't happen when you're, the bad, when you're watching the bad guy. You're not like, yeah, I wouldn't murder someone like that way. <laughs> so you can just do whatever you, you know, there's a little bell that goes off when you're going off the reservation and you're the lead right. or the good guy or whatever. And then when you're the bad guy, there's no bell. You, know, you can just go wherever. Yeah. Um, what were some of the obstacles you faced in transitioning from TV to film and how did you get around them? Uh, I, I think... I, I kind of spoke to that a little bit. I think uh, there's a thing where you, when you're on a something that's successful, you're thinking, should I be capitalizing on this in a certain way? And, you know, by the way, the answer might be yes, and I got it wrong. But for me, like when I was doing traffic, the things I was pushing my agents to get into just had no connection to 70s show. Uh, and, and it's still that way. I still think people like I'll bump into someone who's a 70s show fan and they're, they're kind of a little bit disappointed. Maybe I haven't done more things in that vein, but, uh, but I'm very happy doing these kind of things. And so, uh, I, I think the, the trap is actually doing too many things that are like the show mm-hmm. because, but, but it's easier. It's certainly way easier at that time. Yeah. Cause people go, got it. You in here, you know? Are there things that you still want to do or that there are goals that you still have in your career that you've yet to achieve? No, I'd like to announce my retirement. This seems <laughs> like a fitting night to do it. We went through my whole career. <laughs> well, um, oh, tons of things, tons of things. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to share in particular? Or are you oh, superstitious I, about? No, I don't even know. You know, I mean, I think uh, maybe a couple years ago I thought that too. Like, you know, what I really want to do is this. But the truth is, it's all about working with great directors, at least in terms of film. And in TV, it's really about working with great writers. And, uh, and so no, so God, I mean, it's really, you know, did I know I wanted to work with David Mashad. Yeah. I knew that when I saw Animal Kingdom, I didn't know he'd be doing this movie and there'd be this kind of role in it. So, uh, it's much easier for us as, you know, we're all gypsies, right. You know, to say like, okay, I'm going to do, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find a way to fit into this mm-hmm. to be able to work with this person. Would you sign on for another long run on a TV series at this point? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, I'd love to actually, but uh, but I, I I but I don't know about f- like a four camera sitcom or something. Mm-hmm. I love. I want to do uh, the show Ashton Danny. I'm on like a campaign to get like a guest star role. I think you could probably that arrange that. Don't I would think. I mean, know. let's see. All right. Well, we'll put it out there on the internet. We'll see yeah, what happens. I know. Come on, guys. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the time we have, but thank you so much, Topher. For, Guys, thank uh, you so much for listening to my boring life. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for listening to the sag After Foundation's Conversations podcast. If you appreciated what you heard, please support us with a review or donation and reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SAGAfterFound. We'd love to hear from you.